Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 non-stop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. Building the future on the field and in Jack London Square. It's now time to go inside the bill for an in-depth look at what it takes to build the most unique and creative ballpark in sports history. This is is the build and it's time for the build here on a's cast and a's cast live with the president of your organization the oakland athletics how have you been you've been on a big trip i have i actually i was at the original coliseum in rome nice yeah i went and did some uh, market research checked out the vomitories and the old uh, concourses and uh it's barely holding up. Our place is looking a lot better. I gotta <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have an idea. I've been dying to talk to Shoot, you. Shoot, what do you got? Okay, so they, we've had people say that robo-umps coming to big league baseball. That is going to happen. So here is my idea. Okay. We live in the best part of the country for this because what happens with robo-ump is they're going the computer will call, the radar will call balls and strikes. Well, the problem is with everybody who's not behind home plate, you won't be able to tell. So what That's I want to do is because I know Hawkeye is coming to Major League Baseball. It is. It is. Yes. That's what they yeah, use in tennis. A, yeah, and, that, and that's a great program. So we can track wherever the ball goes on the field. I'd like to develop an app where we're getting the millennials there in here. Go. So if you're down the left field line or wherever, you can follow the balls and strikes on your phone. So, it's boom, it's letting you know right away what's going on. As you yep. know it on the field, you get it on the phone, you see the location of it. We could get the stat cast numbers in there, the spin, the velocity, yeah, all this kind of be, stuff. It could be in real time. That'd be a gra- I think that's actually a really cool thing, especially for younger folks who love that kind of stuff on their phone. And they're going to be on their phones, and then it can track the ball wherever it goes so you can actually see exactly where it lands. And here's the beauty part. Talk in, to me. In between innings, we're running ads. Well, well, that's an ad model. That's a good thing. You know how that works. That's working well for Facebook, so we can see how that works. All of a sudden, if Scott Emerson comes out, the pitching coach, we're running an ad. There we go. There we go. I like that. Well, what do you think about the RoboUp? What do you think about that? I can't general? wait for it. You can't wait for it. Yeah, because what's happening is. Is it going to be like RoboCop? Is it going to be like a, like a robot? Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> that, no, that I would didn't be know. Great. I didn't know how you're thinking about this. That would be great. And it's like animated. <laughs> it's like Leslie Nielsen and Naked Gun. You know, is that the way it's going to go? There, there's no there, yeah. no managers coming after RoboCop. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get thrown out. You get beat up. <laughs> so here's here's what I like about it. And we had actually the president of the Atlantic League. Yeah. I mean, something that you would have done back in the yeah, day. Yeah, back in the mighty days. Yeah, yeah so yeah. He, he came on our show yesterday. He was fabulous. And I asked him, I said, okay, tell me. 
Do the hitters like it? Do the pitchers like it? He says they love it because the strike zone is consistent yeah. every game, every park, and that's what they like about it. And the high strike is being called. What I like about it, it's going to force hitters to go up yep. and start swinging, yep. which means our games will be faster. Well, I think that – and that's an important reason to consider it and think about it. And also, like, you could potentially at the beginning of the season, if you felt the offense or defense was too much or too little, you could slightly adjust it. Bring it down a half inch, whatever you needed to do. So it allows you to calibrate. So I think it's a cool concept. So. Yeah, I can't wait. And it's for great. It. We're trying that in the Atlantic League. That's the thing. We're we're trying new things there. It's a great partnership. It's a great reason why the indie leagues are really beneficial for baseball. So I'm really happy to see. Yeah, that. you would have been perfect for the Atlantic League. Oh yeah, well I have the Golden <laughs> League. The same kind of thing. Same kind of thing. So. Okay, the number one thing, the build. How are we doing with the the new stadium? I got to tell you, we're, we're doing great. You know, we're on track for our 2023 opening. You know, we're working towards a really big vote of the city council in the first uh, quarter of next year. You know, we're working through the environmental reviews. We have our two pieces of legislation in Sacramento. They're actually coming to a final vote in August. And so things are really coming together very nicely, and I'm very pleased with the progress we've made this year. We've had a tremendous year with all the unanimous votes, all the momentum that we're building, and it just shows that this community and this, you know, you know, baseball community in Oakland, in the East Bay, is ready and supporting our efforts. You know, you think about everybody on these councils and you think of all these different groups and you think of all the leadership and the politicians. You, you know, once that last Warrior game hit, mm -hmm. and they know the Raiders because yep. we're seeing the progress of the stadium in Las Vegas. It's really being built. Yeah, they, yeah, they it, it's real. There. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like. How much is that helping you when you talk to these people saying, hey, we're the ones that want to stay here. We want to be here. Well, I, th I think that's a huge part of this. And then I think seeing our vision for Oakland, our two projects, you know, redeveloping the Coliseum site, keeping the arena, the mixed-use development, then our amazing, you know, waterfront location at Howard Terminal. People are excited about what this can mean for the city. And especially we've done so much public outreach and received so much positive feedback and even, you know, constructive feedback on things that could be changed and improved. The people know that we're listening and we're open and transparent about the process. And that's going to be really important for this to be successful. Listening. You know, a lot of people, got do, a lot of people don't. Yeah. You, you do. When, when it, when it, and that's a skill, really. You just learn it over time. You know, I feel like the, the project down in San Jose with the earthquakes, you know, some of the maybe fits and starts we had on that, you know, areas where maybe we didn't listen as well enough. You learn from that. You know the setbacks that it can bring. So it's better to get people on board and build that buy-in and you know, really make them feel that it's their project, too, that it's not just the Earthquakes Project or the A's Project. It's the community coming together to build this new ballpark that you know, we're paying for, privately financed, that's going to really transform a part of the city. You're, you're a two-location guy because this is the, what, what you're doing yeah. here is you did the same thing down in San Jose. And it's exciting because, you know, we just got uh, Verizon just came in as one of the tenants down there. Um, we already have Roku, you know, the whole Coleman Highline development, which is around Avaya Stadium. It's been a huge success. It connected the Caltrain station there to San Jose. And so, you know, I see now, you know, almost 10 years later, the success of that project. What we're doing here, we are on that same glide path. And I think for many people, you know, we're still early in the process, but as we continue to have success, get more unanimous votes, get the shovel in the ground, we're going to build that momentum. With the location here, is it officially you own half of it yet? Where are we with that? Yeah, so we, we got the 5-0 the, the vote, a unanimous vote of the county supervisors to sell their half to us. And we're in the final stages of the definitive agreement on that. And I was just talking to a couple of the supervisors today. And, you know, that's a great thing for us and for the city and kind of breaking the logjam between the city and the county. 
and really bringing a vision for this this part of the the community to make sure that East Oakland is honored and that is developed and invested in in a real way and in a future thinking way and that's going to be really important i always thought it had to be very very tough and it's not anybody's fault because this is just something that happened in the 60s but when you have a county and a city and they're both unusual yeah there's a lot of chefs in the kitchen yeah and and so that was a difficult like governance structure and so i think our ability to come in and you know, spend the dollars to pay off the debt. And remember, this is the debt that we're paying off that actually was to lure the Raiders back and to unburden the city and county from that obligation so the money can be used, obviously, for regular social services, homeless, traffic, whatever it ends up being. It's a good, it's a win for everyone. And I think that's a great thing about the project. When you have the design of the stadium, we've seen different renderings. Mm-hmm. Is it set for sure, or is it still open to to have some changes? You may see something. You were at the Coliseum in Rome. I was. I was at the original. <laughs> I saw some amazing things. Yeah, exactly, where they had the Lions and Tigers. Yeah. So, you, yeah. you, I mean, you guys have traveled all over and looked at all the new different ballparks, but is it set in stone, or is that something well, that's still going to change? we're doing the schematic design, which is, you know, sharpening the pencil you do you first you do conceptual design which is done then you do schematic design then you do design development and construction documents so we're kind of maybe 40 percent through that whole process and as you get farther it gets more defined and then you can't change it but we're still at a point where we can incorporate some changes looking at the premium inventory looking at the bleachers who want an awesome bleacher area yeah you know we've we've met with the folks who are here and who are like the lifeblood of the coliseum experience how do we make sure they have a great experience at the New York? That's going to be important. So we're looking at those types of design elements. We're talking to the players. We're talking to baseball ops. What do they need in the player amenities? We want that to be world class. How do we make sure we can provide the right food, ambiance, you know, play uh, areas for players' wives and families? And so, like, all those things are important. So that's not finalized, but it's it's moving forward pretty quickly and. It's going to be important because we got to hit all our deadlines to, to make it all happen. And I'm sure one of the things that, that you think of at night before you go to bed is that great studio for Ace Cast Live. It's going to be, it's going going to be incredible. It's going to be the <laughs> it's going to be like a Taj Mahal to Townsie over here. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Uh, but no, and it was cool. You know, the other day we had BRK Ingles here in town, and we actually we went over to Oracle Park and we checked it out. And he hadn't seen that stadium. He's seen a lot of stadiums, and especially that's a waterfront location and. We're not looking to duplicate Oracle Park where the Giants play, but I think there's some things we can learn that what worked and what didn't work there. We're going to have a far more intimate stadium. You're going to be a lot closer to the action, and you're going to have that incredible park on the roof, which I think is going to be something that's just going to be so world-class during the games to be up in that setting. Baseball, you know, baseball was originally played to park, you know, back in Hoboken or whatever. It's the same kind of thing, but we're bringing it all the way forward, you know, 150 years. And so – that type of connection to the roots of the game, I think, is really powerful. You know, I get asked this all the time. I'm sure you've been asked it. Are, are, are there still going to be food trucks at the new park? Of course. You know, I love food trucks. Yeah, you're a food truck I guy. I do food trucks everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, there are going to be food trucks. There's going to be great pavilion space. We're going to have the two-sided video board. We're going to have the, all the access to the waterfront locations in the public realm. And the cranes. Those cranes are going to stay. I mean, those things are awesome. They tower above you. It's like you're in Star Wars, man. I mean, it's just really cool. It's going to make for, like, great shirts, sweatshirts. Oh, yeah. For, it's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be some great swag. And then, yeah. you know, the, the photo opportunities, Instagram and snaps and everything. I think the location is going to be a great backdrop for all that. And I think a lot of people, you know, ballpark tourists will come there because, you know, our stadium is designed so differently than anything in the league. 
and this is going to really break a lot of new ground, which we're really proud of. So tonight we're having an analytics broadcast here on Ace. I love it. Breaking more ground. And yeah. I, I want to tell people, we'll still have our regular Ken Korak and Ray Fossey on 860 The Those Answer. Guys are great. And yep. Sports 1140 KHDK. But yep. on A's cast tonight, it's going to have that analytics slant it to it. What, what do you think? Are you excited? I love it. I think it's a, it's a great way for people to understand how our baseball operations department views the game and have folks like Ben Lowry and David Forrest on the broadcast giving their perspective. Because I know when I sit down with those guys – and gals, and they look at the game, they look at it through a different lens. And I think it's important for fans to understand that because I think in some ways it's a little bit of our special sauce, like Moneyball, but it also is a way that more and more teams are evaluating players, looking at what you know leads to success. And so I think it can be a really fun way for fans to kind of get an inside edge and, and see uh, how we look at things. No, it, uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. So just to wrap this thing up, what's the next big thing for you? Um, it's really those two bills in Sacramento. I got another hearing in August on uh, 1191, which is our state lands bill, and then it'll go to the floor if we get through that um, of the Senate. And so then there'll actually be two votes in late August or early September, and then hopefully we'll get Gavin Newsom, the governor, to sign it. So, Beautiful. Be Thank you. Stuff. Thank you for showing up. Awesome. Thanks for being. Thanks for having me. And I'm going to make us some money with that app. Let's when we do get it. Robo up. Robo up. Robo up. Robo up's going to make us some. Yeah, it's I, happening. We're going to get the millennials in their phones. <laughs> Big money. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.